So what made you want to start your own real estate business? Hmm. Probably like many other real estate investors, I, I was inspired by Rich Dad, Poor Dad um, that, uh, that I read in, in the early 2000s, like 2002, 2003, somewhere in there. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and um, that turned my head to the possibility of just living a financial life a different way instead of trading hours for dollars, building assets to pay me. Great, great. And how did you get started? Uh, I, so I was a traveling sales rep after I graduated from Virginia Tech, go Hokies. Uh, I uh, got a job working for a company called Ingersoll Rand, uh, and I was a traveling sales rep for them. Um, met my girlfriend, now wife, who got me to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I had a reasonably sized commission check from a company from Minute Maid Orange Juice. I sold Minute Maid, this enormous air compressor set to go in their facility in New Jersey, which by the way is now closed. They closed the plant not too, not too long after I sold them the equipment, but it's not, not my fault, you know? Um, and I had a commission check from that sale that was burning a hole in my pocket and I'd read Rich Dad Poor Dad and I'm like, you know, I need a place to live because uh, my lease is ending. And so instead of finding, finding another place to live, I went and bought a house. And my two roommates were living in my rental with me I'm like, well, where, where are we going to go? And I said, well, you're going to come with me and I'm going to, you guys are going to move in this house with me. So they both started renting rooms in the house from me at uh, 500 bucks per person per month. And that more than exceeded my mortgage payment. So I was then working a full-time day job in my mid twenties um, and had no, had no living expenses. Um, and so it was a, uh, it was a very, very good arrangement. And so that just turned my head to the possibility of real estate. And so then my girlfriend, you know, now wife and I started buying rental properties around Philadelphia where I lived at the time. Um, and off we went from there. Great. So when you first started in the real estate game, how dedicated were you to it uh, versus your full-time day job? Um, it very, well, I didn't like my job. <laughs> so it, uh, it very quickly became... Uh, it very quickly became something that I gravitated towards, uh, like with a lot of affinity because it was a lot of fun. Um, I was learning a lot more there than I was at the day job. And, um, yeah, so, so, uh, so just, I very quickly gravitated for, to passion for business mostly, uh, and, and, you know, real, the real estate business being the vehicle that it was, but it was really entrepreneurship and business that spoke to me more than anything. Gotcha. Great. And uh, once it became your full-time job, how many hours did you dedicate to it? Oh, when I, when I, well, so I quit my job in 2005 when Liz and I got married that we decided to live off of her income. And so once I quit my job, I was at least 40 hours a week, 40, 50 hours a week. Great. Great. And uh, while you were getting started, were there, were you mentor, mentored or helped by anyone? I've, I've always seeked mentorship from people that know more than I do. Um, and, and, I, and I think that that's one of the keys to success is uh, find people that know more than you do about a specific topic. They don't have to be gurus that, that claim to know more than you do about everything. Um, that would be cautious of anybody that claims that. Um, but somebody that knows more than, I, more than I do about a specific topic, I was, you know, when I, when I do surround myself by people like that, I do very well. When I try and figure it out on my own, I never do. So I, in my, in my career of 15 years as a full-time investor, the successes that I've had, I can point to mentorship. Great. And when you first got started, did you think that this was going to be your, your uh, income for the next 
you know, a couple decades. I thought it was going to come a lot sooner, but yes, I thought I was going to quit my job in 2005 and be at like, you know, just be sipping my ties on the beach and be at millionaire retired status within two years. I think that that is still the thought process of many people in this business, but it, um, I, I thought I was going to get there faster. Um, you know, I've been 15 years in and I've achieved a ton of success, but it's been more of a marathon than, a, than the sprint that I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So were you ever helped by technology in any way? All the time. Process? All the time. Okay. Can you speak a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, I think that part of the role of the entrepreneur is to, we live in a world that technology is constantly making things more efficient or it's attempting to make things more efficient and easier, right? Um, and, uh, I, and, and just making ourselves more accessible to through technology, right? So I think that, that as an entrepreneur, it, it's my job to pursue that. It's part of my job is to pursue that, to find a way to make my people's lives easier or make my life easier or make myself more available, make myself more accessible, whether that's through um, taking my cell phone and shooting a video that then goes on YouTube and goes viral um, or, um, or using tech like, at, like phone apps and things like that to, to integrate and to connect my team. So we are constantly staying on top of where tech today is taking the world and where and how I can leverage it in my business. And so we are always adding um, tech uh, sweeteners to make things to make things better. We're, but we're not, I don't rely on tech. I think that tech is, should be an add on benefit to make things easier. It shouldn't be the core. The core should be people, business, the plan. Um, strategy, those things. Tech should be just the accelerant that gets you there faster. Great. Great. So uh, in your 15-year process, did you ever write down your goals or your to-dos in any other way? Every day. Every day. These are, these are my weekly goals and these are my daily to-dos. Um, so I, I do that and I write my annual goals on where I want to go. I don't even have my five-year goals, my one-year goals. And then I plan my week every week. And then from this week planning sheet, I write down what I want to do on a daily basis. I write down the meetings I have, even though it's already in my Google calendar, fine. But I wrote, I write down the commit, like I have this interview written down. I knew it was going to happen, you know, but it, it helps me get connected to it and mentally prepare for it by writing it in the morning, you know, that this is what I'm going to do. Then I write just the check-in phone calls I have to make with people um, during the day. And then I've got the bigger, heavier lift items that I have to do to knock it out. I call it my go call do sheet. Right. Absolutely. So that does seem to really help you out on it both does. the keeps short you, term and the long term. Well, I, I'm, I can be a bit scattered. And so it helps me to uh, own that side of myself and, and, and counteract it by staying really focused. Right. Absolutely. Um, so what was the best, you, best advice that you ever received? It really involved, I mean, it depends on the moment, you know, it depends on the subject matter. Um, probably my dad, when I was a kid, as I think about it, um, he said, son, you'll do okay working for other people, but you're never going to get rich. You know, um, I think it was after he had like, he had, my dad had the option to buy the company he worked for. Uh, he worked for a steel, uh, steel manufacturer in Baltimore. Um, and I mean, that company built the aquarium, the steel skeleton for the aquarium. They built all kinds of stuff in downtown. They were part of the rebirth of downtown Baltimore, his company was. 
uh, and he had the option to buy the company. He actually worked his way up to being president of the company. Um, and the owner put it up for sale and my dad could have bought it and didn't. Um, and, um, I think that he probably regretted that all the way up to the day he died, um, because it made him beholden to other people and, and that, so that's probably overall the best advice. And I'm not saying entrepreneurship is the only way to freedom, but it is, it is a much harder road. Um, but it can be very fulfilling and it gives you ownership of your time, which if you work for other people, you will never have that. And you, you will always get as small of a slice of the pie as they think that you will not quit for getting, meaning like they'll compensate you enough to, to not quit, you know, um, and they will, uh, it, a lot of companies do this, right? And the owner will keep as much for themselves as they can, rightfully so, they're the owner of the company, it's their company. Um, but the owner of the company will also require your time to be around and they will call the shots on when you can and can't be there. Um, and unless you're with a modern company that allows you to just work your own hours and everything like that, but they're even going to have parameters around that too. So I, I firmly believe that being an entrepreneur is very hard, but it creates the most freedom. Right. Absolutely. So uh, what advice would you give yourself when you just started knowing what you know now? Mm. Well, I would give myself, I, I, I give different advice to budding entrepreneurs, but I would give um, to myself, to Matt Faircloth 15 years ago, um, I probably didn't stay as focused as I could have. And it created a lot of lessons and created a lot of networking and a lot of successes and wins uh, for me that likely wouldn't have happened had I stayed focused and just stayed in my lane. Um, but I think that I would have achieved the, the level I'm at now had I stayed more focused earlier in my career. Um, and that. So I, I would say the advice I would give me is to just stay focused on a strategy and not allow shiny nickel syndrome to pull me off of that. Right. Absolutely. And knowing what you know now, would you start your own business again? Absolutely. Right. All day long. Good. That is good. No regrets then. No regrets. Not one. Awesome. So uh, what was your largest obstacle and how did you overcome it? a ton. Um, I've had a lot of money stolen from me from contractors. I've had partnerships that fell apart and that were obstacles. Um, you know, and, and uh, I, I've, it's all been about, you know, kind of getting around things that there's no way you can take down in a bite-sized chunk. It's always been like, you know, dissolving partnerships or financial money stolen from us or whatever. It's always been around those things. Um, and the way that I've always gotten around it is by staying focused, staying positive, and not quitting. Gotcha. Great. Uh, would you ever consider being a mentor to others? I am now. I mentor many people now. Um, you know, and, and uh, I mean, there's only been so many, uh, so much, any, so many hours I have to do it. But I love mentoring, and I and I love teaching and love creating possibilities for people. Great. So you're passing it forward. <laughs> I try to. Yep. So uh, how do you collaborate with others? Um. You know, I have, I have my own mastermind groups that I'm in. Um, I, I try and talk things out with people that, that I know can offer specific insights uh, for me. Um, and, and so I, I, do, I do my best to connect with people. Like I'm a member of an organization called GoBundance, um, which is a high net worth uh, mastermind group. So I, um, I, I would say that I just do my best to connect with people that have exposure to things that in specific arenas that I don't. Great, great.
So do you journal your experiences or record them in any other way? Sometimes I, 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 um, obviously I YouTube, uh, learnings and YouTube things that come up for me in my business that I think that might, I think might be attractive for people. Um, but, uh, but I also, um, I also do a good job capturing some days, uh, personal lessons that are coming up, um, from my that are coming up from myself in my, um, in my, in my, da my daily journal. I use Evernote too. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but I use Evernote. That's a little, you know, tech plug, right? Um, but Evernote is a means to just pull up a, to take a note on your cell phone and to have it propagate, you know, um, and, and, and kind of live forever uh, in the cloud. Right, right. Uh, so you showed us that you do keep daily to-dos, weekly goals, yearly goals. Uh, is that the main way that you stay organized? Yeah. I, I mean, and also just the commitment to stay focused and the commitment to do, to have integrity for myself, to do what I say I'm going to do when I'm going to do it. Right. So if I'm like, I'm going to put in a couple of hours today, or I'm going to reply to all these emails I've got in my inbox, inbox or whatever. Um, I try not to let myself slip too much on, on doing what I say I'm going to do um, uh, to myself. Really. I mean, that's, is that's, that's who I'm keeping my word to is me. Right. Absolutely. And what advice would you give to anyone on how to be successful? I, I think that the biggest key that I have found to success is not quitting. There's plenty of days in entrepreneurship that, uh, that you, I have had the desire to quit. Um, especially after having money stolen from me or after just not sure what I want to do next or, um, this business has offered me a few exits that I just chose not to take, um, that I could have just folded up shop and said, you know what, I'm going to go start my, I'm going to go back to work or I'm going to go, um, work for somebody else or what, you know, whatever it is I'm going to do, uh, by me choosing not to quit. I think it's enabled me to shake it off, to dust myself off and try again. And just having that commitment to myself and giving my word to myself that I'm not going to quit has been what I attribute a lot of my success to. Great. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the time. Thank you so much, Peter. Thanks for having me.